Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. Today's episode is going to be a little controversial. It's probably going to hurt some feelings, but it all comes from a place of love. And as usual, the point is not to talk down to you. It is to bring awareness to the situation so that you can create change. That is what we've talked about in just about every single episode. We've highlighted that line, bring awareness to create change. That is what we're doing. But first, if you're a new listener and you enjoy this episode or your feelings are hurt, but you appreciate it and you want to listen to the rest of them, Leave a quick five-star review. You can write something out if you'd like. It's greatly appreciated. Screenshot the episode. Share it on social media, especially this one. Send it to all of your parent friends. We're going to go in deep. Returning listeners, same deal. If you have not left a review already, please do so. Drop a quick five-star if you're limited on time. If you got about 15 seconds, leave us a couple lines on there. Why do you like it? What did you like about it? Do we sound funny? Um Helps us, helps us build the audience. We do this for free, trying to help as many people with free content as possible. Obviously, we have some different things that we do as a business, but you know, all this content is literally on our time with no sponsors besides our companies for free. We also just started doing the morning meeting. That's been up for about a week and a half or a couple weeks at this point. I don't even know what episode we're on. I think it's been about a week and a half. Um, basically, a quick one-minute there's an intro and it's about a minute, minute and a half um, conversation, just bringing a heightened focus to different areas throughout your life. Basically, you know, we don't all have the best support systems. Maybe we don't have the best culture at work. So this is kind of like a, a quick little community. We're going to hop on, you know, come together and uh, just kind of hype ourselves up and, and make change, positive changes in our lives by, again, creating awareness and then creating change based on that awareness. So little things we can focus on. It's just a single topic, a single concept. Talk about it for about a minute. Bring clarity for that day. Set an intention for that day to do something positive within your life. What else we got? That's it. I was just going to say there's been a lot of great feedback on the morning meeting. So this is something that Josh has taken on fully himself right now. I kind of, I tapped out for now, I'll probably dive in once I'm postpartum. Um, but being where I'm at in this stage of my body, I'm not taking on any additional tasks. But you will hear from me in there eventually. So, all right, quick um, mindset preparation for this episode. Do not take any of this personal. If some of this, you know, strikes you on a deep level, kind of take a step back reevaluate it, understand again, this is coming from a a place of love. Um, This is going to be a little bit of tough love for some of you. But we are not in a a great place, you know, as a whole, you know, we can do better as parents, there are little things where it doesn't mean you're not you're not a good person, but things that we need to focus on and bring attention to and awareness to because our country clearly does not set us up for success in many areas. Um, So you know, this episode to, to put some clarity on it, is about your role and your responsibility in your child's health. And at first glance, that sounds like an obvious statement, Um, but we're going to dive into this a whole lot deeper because obviously most of our country is unhealthy. Most of our country is dealing with some type of comorbidity and our children are not excluded from that. We are a very overweight country. 
Um, we are a very sedentary country. We are a very plugged in country. Um, and not to just, you know, call it the United States, but it seems to be, to be more prevalent around here. And there are things that we can do, some simple things, you know, even as busy parents, um, you know, it might come across as, well, you guys work from home and obviously you have control over this, that, and the other. Bullshit. We run two businesses. We have so much shit going on and we still take the time to do the things we need to do, not only for our child's health, our future child's health, but our dog's health. Like <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's not hilarious. It's kind of sad. My dogs eat better than most humans, let alone what their parents, parents are feeding their kids. My dogs eat more fiber. My dogs eat more vegetables. They eat more unprocessed bullshit. Less, I'm sorry. They eat less processed bullshit. They eat more whole foods than a lot of us do. And it's funny and it's sad. But this is the lifestyle we've chosen to live. These are the things we've chosen to place a priority on. And there are days we're just up longer and grinding and doing the things that we know we need to do because that's what we've deemed important. And you may not have to go to the extent that we go to, but there are some simple changes that you can make and some simple focuses and some simple intentions you can make not to be better parents. I'm not calling you bad parents, but to make sure that we are filtering out the bullshit that is just fed to us in the grocery stores in regards to convenience and fast food chains, not even just fast food chains, but even restaurants that you think, oh, these are, these are pretty healthy. You don't know how they're cooking those things. We are just surrounded by things that make us unhealthy, that lead to a road of metabolic disorders, which spikes your risk for all kinds of, you know, the, they call them the four horsemen in regards to what is it? Cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and uh, neurodegenerative disorders. Once you're out of whack metabolically, you are spiked in regards to risks for all those down the road. And if our kids have this shit at four years old, five years old, six years old, however fucking many years old, as children, there is a very high, I won't put a percentage on it, but there is a very high chance that they're going to have an issue like that down the road. And that's terrifying. And I don't think we realize that. I don't think we process that. I think we kind of figure out oh, they can get healthy and they're just a little chunky and whatever. Some baby fat they haven't lost. They're 12 years old. I'm not talking about slightly overweight guys. I'm talking about obese. So that one was a kind of a joke. Bring some light to the situation. But these are massive risk factors for your children. And again, this is the tough love episode. This is going to be hard for some of you to listen to today. But what do we do on this podcast? We bring awareness so we can create change. So understand everything we're saying is coming from a place of love because we care about you, we care about your kids, and we want to create change with you. Yeah, and just to elaborate on what you said about, you know, if we're not calling you out as bad people or bad parents, I think just like anything else, we can fall into habits with our kids and with ourselves that are just super convenient in the convenient choice typically is not not the better one and I think that it just has gotten to the point where we have fallen into these habits that just do not align with optimal health and it's just be become the norm we've talked about this the in relation sucks. to you guys on other podcasts but the norm is also not ideal for your kids normal is not optimal so, you know, I think even if you feel like you're doing all the things right now 
and you're you feel confident in your parenting and where your kids are at health wise there's still going to be something you can take from this and there's always an opportunity for us to be better we touched on this before too you know you could be the most educated person out there when it comes to nutrition training all of this stuff but there's always going to be more for you to learn so take in as much as you can and understand we're, we're not calling you out we're calling you in and I also want to jump in for those who hopefully haven't tuned out because they're not parents. Get this in on the early part of the episode, and we'll probably just plug this on social media when we drop it as well. If you are not a parent currently, but you think you may want to be in the future, you should still be listening to this episode. Set yourself up for success. Build that foundation. Again, become aware of these things before they're actually issues because look around. Most of our country is obese. Most of our country is overweight. Most of our country is insulin resistant most of our country has x y or z fill in the blank we're all fucked and it's not good like things are not going well our country doesn't do shit to fix it so here we are bringing awareness to create change and also go a step further so you know where we're at with with our our regimen there's some things we're still fine-tuning and we'll kind of dive into that a little bit further into the episode but just from an outside perspective you know grandparents (laughs) They show their love with treats and toys and candy and this and that. Just family in general. Family in general. And it's just, it's an easy way to get the kids smiling and to get them happy and to get them excited to see them. And this is something we've had multiple conversations with our parents about. Like they'll take Kai to to breakfast or lunch or whatever it is at any time of day. He'll come back with cookies. He'll come back just having had cake, having had ice cream, whatever it is. And, uh, Once in a while, not a big deal. But when it's every time we're going out, we're finishing that meal with a treat. That's not happening. That can't happen. And it doesn't happen. And we've had conversations about it. And we'll probably continue to have those conversations. They just love the heck out of them, obviously. And they want to see him happy. And it's just a quick, it's a quick high. It's automatic. That's exactly. That's what we're talking about when we say like this has become the norm is that, you know, showering people that you love with treats and food and you know those special things has become the norm the norm and it's not that that's wrong that's how a lot of people show love and there is a whole cultural side to food but it doesn't have to be every time that you see them um and you know kids are going to be just as excited to see you as a person as they are to get a cookie or a treat from you um so the other thing I wanted to touch on too, and I'm really, I'm glad you brought up the dogs because it's so funny. Like every time I post, so Cal is our English bulldog. Absolute stud. English bulldogs obviously are known to be overweight. It's the norm. Um, it's the norm for them. And we have a lot of pictures of when he was on like the normal dog food. Um, I don't even know what he was eating at that point. Purina he... Pro Sensitive Skin and Stomach because he would get those hot spots. He'd get ear infections all the time. He'd get... English Bulldogs have a lot of yeah. issues. Um, so, you know, we would try to stay on top of his health as best as we could. But, you know, when he was eating that dog food every day, I mean, he wasn't even a super overweight bulldog. But we look back at pictures and he was, what, 20 pounds heavier? 15 pounds heavier, something like that. Looked like the Michelin man now. And now he's this, he looks like a puppy. Again, he acts like a puppy. Josh started making their food. Um, I think we have talked about this on the podcast before, but. Yeah, I throw just because people are going to ask. I throw it in a pressure cooker and you do need to kind of get specific, specific. So you'll have to actually look up like your dog's actual requirements. But what we do 
is uh, fa- I'm not going to go through the weights, but it's ground turkey, but I'll cycle in occasionally ground beef, ground bison. Um, they don't do great with ground chicken. And I heard that most dogs are actually allergic to like poultry, but they, they do decent with the turkey. It's just the chicken. You can see them scratching a little more. Um, they don't love that. So the ground meat of some sort, mostly turkey, but again, we'll rotate in some lean uh, red meat as well. Uh, we'll do peas, green beans, carrots, sweet potatoes, rice. Um, what else we got in there? Spinach. We can also link the... Well, I'd rather not because they're going to use this directly. So don't use this directly. Find your own um, pet petdiet.com, I believe, is, is one you can actually find and calculate. But anyway... Then I'll spr- I'm not done. Then I'll sprinkle in some turmeric, uh, two tablespoons of olive oil, and then there's this... Um, seaweed calcium supplement it says human grade but then it says humans don't consume it's for dogs and cats so this calcium supplement then they take their regular multivitamin as well as their hip and joint chews um and then i'll kind of i'll rotate through some some different veggies once in a while and then we're feeding them like veggies and fruits throughout the day cal loves berries kona loves liver so i'll share that with them occasionally Um, but little things like that will sprinkle in for additional diversity but you know, it's funny because I'll post pictures of Cal now and people who have, who have been following us for a while, like immediately comment on how much weight he's lost and how he looks so great. And, you know, it all comes back around to that simplicity of cleaning up his diet, more whole foods. And because he was able to lose weight through his diet naturally, like just from nutrition, he is so much more active now in the yard. With he'll actually play with Kona. He'll run around. He was chasing the quad for like ten minutes. He was straight. sprinting, and in he our was yard. doing twelve mile an hour, twelve mile an hour sprints for an English bulldog. That's pretty nuts. So you know, diet and exercise, even for your dogs. But the other point I wanted to touch on with that is we mostly Josh, but sometimes I do it too. Are meal prepping our dogs' food every three to four days on top of our food on top of things for Kai is it convenient no. no is is it annoying <laughs> yes do we often forget sometimes or we start to run out and we're like oh crap we have to meal prep the dog's food yes but worth it the trade-off that that we have seen so far just from their health has been so worth it and if Cal doesn't live until I'm like 86 I'm gonna be devastated <laughs> but you know there's going to be things you have to compromise on and it's not going to be convenient to make these changes and make these shifts whether it's for you whether it's for your kids whether it's for your dogs so you know let's I guess jump into what that looks like or did you have anything else you wanted to touch on first no we'll dive into Kai's Kai's protocol and then we'll dive into things that people can take home with them um but where was I just about to dive off to Oh, we just had a podcast on health being a full-time job. And that's why like this, this shit isn't easy and it doesn't ever end. It's like doing laundry. You finish this giant pile of laundry and then in two days you have another giant pile of laundry. Hmm. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> when was the last time you put away laundry? <laughs> when was the last time you took the garbage All out? All right, we're not going to go tit for tat. I was just laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> this is a full-time job. It doesn't ever stop. So if you create these simple habits, these simple routines that you can just, I got to do this at this time. I got to do this at this time and get these things done. It becomes automatic. So while you don't have to stop doing it, 
you kind of get to stop thinking about it. And it's, it's how we handle the dog food. It's how we handle Kai. It's how we handle ourselves and our prep and this and that. So it never stops. It might sound overwhelming at first, at first glance, but it never stops. And you have to figure out the easiest way and the path of least friction to do that. Now, in regards to how we handle Kai and in regards to movement, in regards to training, how he eats, um, we optimize, we prioritize as many whole foods as possible. And obviously that is extremely difficult with a toddler. Um, they're only going to eat what they want to eat. He's technically not a toddler anymore. He's three or four. It's still a toddler. It's a little kid. Um, so there's only certain things you'll eat. Uh, his staples are like chicken of some sort for dinner and lunch. Usually oats, egg. We finally got to eat eggs, thank God, for breakfast. Um, but we'll do like protein pancakes or protein waffles. And when I do that, or the oats, I just make sure I get as much hidden in those as possible. Like I will literally hide in broccoli sprouts. Like I, I do my own broccoli sprouts in here. And I will sprinkle those into his oats or into his pancakes or waffles. We do spirulina powder. We do chlorella powder. We were doing beet powder for a while. Um, occasionally turmeric. Uh, chia seed. seeds, flax seeds. Um, there's little, little things like that that you can hide in certain foods. And I bet like you could get creative if you wanted to like cook spinach and throw that into something, just kind of chop it up real fine and, and throw it into something. And you put sprinkles on it and then you got a bunch of different colors and it's just fun. Um, so there's ways to hide it. We're getting better about him diversifying a little bit. Like I said, he was off of eggs for a while. We kept pushing it and pushing it. Because there was a while where he wouldn't even try new things. So if gag. you're in the thick of like that toddler phase where they're very, very picky or you just have a picky eater in general, know that the more persistent you are with it, the, the easier it does get. Eventually they do come around. Um, but we went through that for a while and it was hard because he would literally take a bite of an egg and like before he would even taste it, he would start gagging and like spit it out. So, um, that was a little frustrating for us on our end. Cause it's like, just give it a chance. But you know, they are very, uh, he has his dad's stubbornness for sure. I will eat anything. So I don't know what you're talking about. Not with food. I'm just saying in um, general, <laughs> but you, you play around with that, getting diversified with that. Like he eats burger meat now. Um, you know, and if your kids are being picky, like start with the sweet stuff, start with fruit, just different types of fruit, not just a banana every day, bananas, every different kind of berry, watermelon, clementines, oranges, what like go through all of it. Pears, You've heard apples, us talk about deal, diversity. Yeah. Nutrient diversity before and how important that is for your overall health, for your gut health, for your digestion. So the more diverse you can make their diet in ways that is is going to be something that they eat, the better that you're setting them up, setting them up for success. So find the staples, what they will always eat, those two or three options for breakfast or one option, um, two or three for lunch or dinner, and then keep those staples in there, but rotate in some different fruits, maybe some sweet potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes. And as you're preparing certain things, like we're talking about chicken and burger meat, and maybe it's ground chicken and you know sweet potatoes, for example, that doesn't mean you mix in brown sugar and this and that, and you completely revert back to the the junk food bullshit through your own making we're trying to keep this as simple as possible doesn't mean you can't flavor your foods and season your foods just be smart about it throw some olive oil for yourself rather than you know guzzling the the sugar syrup whatever it is all these dressings you ever look at the bottle it's it's so outrageous that's why we talk about awareness like you wouldn't think you grab a bottle of salad dressing and have six grams of sugar in a tablespoon and two tablespoons like everything you touch has added sugar to it. So by the end of the day, we've got an extra hundred plus 
grams of sugar, added sugar, we're not talking about fruit, but added sugars, 100 plus is not going to be uncommon if you actually look around at someone's diet. And we wonder why we have insulin resistance and why so many people have diabetes and why everyone is overweight. It's because of that. Right. We're so not, this isn't we're your not fault. saying like... This isn't your fault. Like, I'm frustrated for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that you have to go off the deep end on the other end and be avoid all sugar completely. But it, again, it's in things that we don't even realize that it's in. So by the time you add up all of these extra little things that you're having throughout the day, you're at over 100 grams of sugar added sugar for like no reason at all so just being a little bit more aware of reading labels trying to find better choices if you can't like I was just talking to we were talking to my sister the other day about granola we love Kai loves yogurt with granola but it's impossible to find a granola at the store that does not have added sugar in it and it doesn't exist it does not exist the best one I think is kind with like four grams of added sugar per 30 grams of oats but that is something you can easily make from home. And yeah, again, is it going to take a little more time, a little more effort? Sure. But maybe on a Sunday, you you do it with your kid. Include your kid in making the recipe. Kai loves to do that with us. He loves to be included when it comes to, honestly, anything that we're doing right now, whether it's laundry or cooking or making a fun recipe together. So, you know, it could be something where you throw the ingredients on a, a baking sheet and you bake it. And that's generally a pretty easy thing that you could do that again is one swap that makes a big difference if it's something that you're eating a lot of so that's the basics on nutrition New- nutrition diversity just switching things up finding some staples some whole food staples that they will eat for each meal even if i mean if if he would eat an egg twice a day because everything else he wanted to eat was shit like i would feed him eggs twice a day it's not like he's gonna have an issue with eggs um, so little things like that, like that guys, just being aware and kind of playing with it in that regard, in regards to movement. Now this should be a no brainer. Like kids love being outside and doing things, but obviously there are times busy, are different, busy parents where, you know, their kids are in front of the TV and they're on their tablets and they're on the couch and they're inside most of every day. And if that is you become aware of what that's doing to your kid. First of all, they're going to have the attention span of a squirrel. Like, it's funny, but it's not. Like, you need to get them out into the real world. There is, you know, proven methods of just getting your kids out in nature and seeing new things and how what that does for brain development. Um, just, you know, sparking their interests just in the natural world. It is so anxiety-relieving. It's great for development. It's great for learning. Things that we were doing all the time when he was – like, you don't think about it, but when he was – less than a year old we were going to different parks just different hikes on the weekends honestly just walking your neighborhood um, that's fine too as long as you live in a safe neighborhood but what is it do you remember what huberman lab was talking about um about staring at a screen for so long and then like looking up and looking out into like the distance like there was something with that i'll have to check on it for you guys Um, but it was something with even your vision, how it can impact your vision and clarity and focus when you're staring at a screen for too long up close versus just gazing up every so often. And obviously our kids are not going to know to do that. So again, it falls on us to help set them up for success. And again, we're not against screen time. We're not against letting him watch TV. He watches plenty of movies, plenty of TV, but you know, majority of our day, on days that we can be outside, we are outside. And maybe that means, you know, if you're working from home like we do, 
oftentimes we'll bring our laptops out to the back patio and work a little bit while he's out playing or digging in the dirt or running around. Give him a water table, something sensory for them to kind of yeah, get involved Yeah, he loves with. his his water table has been the best. I think my parents got that for him when he was two on his second birthday. You can throw sand in that or water. So it's two years strong and he has not been sick of it and he plays with it almost every day. So... You know, just being more aware of being outside. It's not even that you have to go do an intense hike or a walk. Like, just get outside somewhere at some point throughout the day. And if you can do that even for a little bit every day, that's going to make a huge impact on both you and your mental health and theirs. I will say to take that a step further, get their heart rates up. Take them for hikes. Take them for walks. Let them run. You know, if you can go run a trail somewhere. Being outside is step one, just moving, having fun, being a kid, as we used to be, rolling around in the dirt, step one. Step two, actually get them involved in some type of more rigorous activity. And it's not always easy because there are times when we want to go for a walk and Kai's like, oh, can you push me in the stroller? Even now at four years old, like, can you push me in my little trike? And we kind of have to push back on it and... (laughs) <laughs> tell him no um just so he gets some movement in and so he's either you know taking his balance bike or walking with us or running or whatever it is so they're not always going to want to but it, the more fun and the more casual and low-key you can make it the more they're going to go along with it if you kind of make it as like this thing that you have to do and it's like you're not excited about it. They're going to also pick up on you not being excited about it and not want to do it. So the more fun and uplifting and exciting you can make it, the better. I, I can't tell you how many walks that I wanted to take where he didn't want to go. And then I'll kind of say, oh, but look, there's all, you know, there's all worms outside because it was morning and it was, you know, all the worms were out and he got so excited and that was his incentive to go get some movement in and walk with me. So kind of... Put yourself in their brain if they are giving you pushback. Um, And if you have older kids, you know, you can also include them in different ways, too. We haven't gotten there yet, obviously. But my mom used to bring me on runs with her. Um, She would help have me pull my brother in the wagon. You know, there was so many different ways to get your kids included that might not be the most ideal to them the first one, two, or five, or ten times, but... The sooner you can do it regularly, the more it becomes a habit, the more they just get used to it and see it as a part of their day-to-day life. So know that, again, it's not going to be something that they necessarily accept right away either, especially like think of any time you start something new. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the more habitual it comes and the more you will then start to really enjoy it. Two points on that. The first one being if you are getting a ton of pushback, it's going to be very difficult. And at a certain point, you're probably going to want to throw in the towel. Don't. It's, it's not worth it. Keep fighting through it. Make it a thing. Make it fun. Do what you got to do. But again, we're talking about your child's health. As a child, as an adult, you know, we're, you, got, you got obesity issues at such a young age. You have diabetes, insulin sensitivity that you're not focused on reversing you are going to lose a lot of years and a lot of quality during the years that you do have. So let that settle into the forefront anytime you want to quit. It is not worth it. Keep moving forward and make it happen. The other side of that that you mentioned was 
when they see us doing certain things. So that's why it's so important to set that standard and set that example. Like if they see you dread doing something, they're going to dread it. If you can build health and fitness into your lifestyle in a way that you enjoy, in a way that adds value to everything else that you have going on in your life, they will also see and recognize that and be excited about those things. So if you can set these intentions for yourself and then obviously incorporate them in the similar activities and your regimen wherever you can, but simply observing you doing things that are making your life better and allowing you to become a healthier person, it's going to have a massive impact on them. Kai doesn't necessarily follow along with my lead as much, but anything his mom does, he wants to do. He wants to work out with his mom. I'll try to drag him out there with me after he gets up and he's not interested. But as soon as I'm done and she's going out there, now he wants to go out wants to go for a walk with her. Those things leave a lasting impression. Electrolytes, he obviously they taste great, but he's all on the element train. <laughs> he begs me for them. Link in episode description. Um, it's just anything they're observing. So br- anything you can do for yourself will, will have an impact. That brings up a good question. Somebody asked on a reel that I put, put up recently. I, I don't know which one or else I would pull up the exact question. But it was something along the the lines of, you know, now that you're having a girl, how will you approach diet culture or it it was something along the lines of that, like not gender specific. That's what I that was my answer. But let's kind of talk about that a little bit, because I think it is very common for people to think it's gender specific. But also, you know, we are not pro diet culture either. We are pro living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that comes back around to people viewing a healthy lifestyle as something that is so abnormal that it's not healthy when in reality being obsessed with your health is the best thing you can be obsessed with in my opinion we've normalized the dog shit habits and routines and ways of eating in our society and stigmatized (laughs) people who want to make those changes and it's it's funny because we stand out because we're different obviously if you are healthy you are in the minority so there are more people who are on the opposite side looking at you like why are they doing that well because we feel good and we're sleeping better and we're going to live longer and until you can recognize those things and create those changes you're going to be fucked so rather than being uncomfortable that other people are making positive changes and setting positive boundaries in their lives. That's the big one. Positive boundaries. Think about that. Things that you, places you're not willing to go beyond. Things you're not willing to, to do, to consume, to get involved with. Positive boundaries that make a positive impact in your life. Until you're willing to do those things, you are fucked. Yeah, you're okay now. You probably don't feel great. Maybe you don't have, you know, an issue. It's brewing. Maybe you don't have an issue currently manifested. But it's coming until you create those changes. I'm going to look at the camera for this. Until you make those changes, changes, you are creating issues that are currently manifesting. They're brewing within your body. And they're not going away until you make changes. And I think about like my mom. Obviously, I'm a female and my mom, I grew up in the gym. I grew up in the gym because this is also her profession. She did fitness competitions. She has had gone through phases where... You know, it was about body composition and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to change your body composition or improve your body composition. Um, I think that is a perfectly fine goal as long as it's not just about that, as long as you're not taking drastic measures that 
ultimately make you more unhealthy than they do add value to your health. And, you know, we also, we, we had McDonald's often as kids. We had a great balance of healthy and living our lives. And she was also somebody who was a role model for me as far as working out, making us super active. We, you know, danced we would always go rollerblading we would always go for walks like she was active herself and that bled down into us being active my parents would always take us on hikes we still hike with my dad to this day so the things that you are doing again as a parent will bleed into your children whether you want them to or not and how you talk about yourself how you talk about your body how you talk about nutrition and exercise and all of these things matters just as much as the actions you are taking to also do all of these things. And to bring that full circle, that is true whether your child is a boy or a girl, whether you are a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter that we're having a girl now. This is the the same approach approach that we've taken with Kai, we will take with baby girl. And if you want to talk about self-love, love love your body, appreciate your body, I'm I'm on board with that. I'm all about that. And we talk about that on our calls, our discovery calls with potential clients. Appreciate your journey, appreciate your body and everything you can do for you right now while we work towards those goals. But the key part of that sentence is while we work towards those goals. You can love your body while working to change it. That doesn't mean you're settling for the way that it is if it's an unhealthy. Being obese is not a place to stay. Oh, I, I don't have to change my body. my body. My body's fine. No, it's not. And for the 4% of you who say that, you know, I'm obese and I'm healthy, No, you're not. You might be fine right now, but you will not be down the road. And without your crystal ball to see that, this is us bringing awareness so that you can create change. We're not talking down to you. We love you. We appreciate you. We want you to create these positive changes now while you still can. Reverse those negative effects. Get rid of those things that are brewing. Appreciate your body. Love yourself. Be happy now and create positive changes. There's nothing negative about that. You have to become healthier. If we are all obese, well, we're not going to be around much longer, whether it's the climate or our health. So (laughs) pick one. Where do you want to go from here? Actionable steps. We, I mean, we kind of touched on that within each little section here, but let's say, you know, you have kids right now, this really hit home, you want to make some changes, you aren't sure where to begin. Where do we begin? Uh, let's just re-highlight the most important sentence here, the, what the point of this episode was. If you yourself are obese, if your child, your young child, your adolescent child, your child period is obese, this was not something for you to just listen to. This is for something something for you to take action on tonight because obviously it's happened over a long period of time and it's going to take a long period of time to create changes. Let's go back to what we talked about. Your child, your baby is at risk for so many health issues down the road. So to really, this is where we could get a little, this is going to hit, this is going to hit a chord. If your child is obese, and you are not taking steps to change their eating patterns, to make them more active, to allow them to become healthier. And I say allow because you are their parent and it is up to you to do so. 
If you aren't taking those steps, that is parental negligence. Your child did not have a choice. They did not have a choice to be obese. You did not tell them to put the bag of chips down. You did not tell them to get off the couch, to go outside and play. You didn't sign them up for sports if you can. Not necessary. Just one more thing to throw out there. They did not choose to be set up to have all these health issues by the time they turn 25. And certainly by the time they're 50. To have very poor overall health. To have very poor just a sense of well-being throughout their lives. Very poor quality of life. That was not their choice. That was yours. And in my opinion, that's the definition of parental negligence. Setting your child up to fail. So let that sink in. Before you say, I'll start this next week. No, you're going to start writing shit down tonight. And now we'll dive into the process. What are you looking at for the nutrition? What are you looking at for their movement? What kind of activity? How old are they? What kind of activities can they get into? Is it sports? Is it just running around the yard, getting some stuff or take them to the park, get a soccer ball that they can kick at the wall and chase around the yard or your driveway. So to go back to food, read the boxes, shop on the outside of the grocery store. But if you're in the middle somewhere, you know, we're getting some oats, whatever. Read the boxes. They hide processed bullshit. They hide added sugars in everything. Read the box if Even you have if to shop says, on the inside. Even if it says like low in sugar or it has those fancy marketing words on the front of the box, always check the label because they technically can write whatever they want on the front. There's low no... in sugar, but why does dried fruit need added sugar? It's already fucking right. sweet. So great example. Costco has two different types of dried mango. <laughs> We've made the mistake of just picking whatever one we saw first i think when we first started getting it it was literally just dried mango and it had an, a ridiculous amount of added sugar crusted in sugar yeah it tastes great it tastes like it candy was i thought it was disgusting it tastes like candy they have another bag that is right next to that first bag that is the same exact thing it is just dried mango and it has no added sugar and it also tastes great it still tastes great so just a quick example of just, again, being aware of what you are buying, looking at labels. Does it take a few extra seconds or minutes? Yeah, but it's worth it. Prioritizing Whole Foods. If you have to be in the middle of the store, read the box. And if, if you want to throw up, add all that up, even what's already in your cabinet. Add, all the, uh, add up the added sugars based on what you're feeding your kid throughout the day or you're eating throughout the day, this could be for you guys too. It is absurd. And it's this is where I'm saying that's just not your fault. We're talking about this to bring awareness to it. Like they hide that shit in everything. Everything. So anyway, that's where we're starting. Try to pick a whole food, you know, protein source for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and sprinkle in some different plants, fruits and veggies, whatever your kid will eat, and just mix that up. Mix it up throughout the day, throughout the week. And if Just you're so somebody who says, oh, my kid is not going to eat any vegetables, you have to get a little creative. Maybe you sneak them in foods like we do with Kai. Maybe it's just about seasoning the vegetables. Because I know plenty of adults who think they hate vegetables because they try to eat them raw or like super plain. And yeah, everybody would hate vegetables if that's how we had to eat them. <laughs> but when you learn how to cook things right and when you learn how to season your food, it can 
completely change the taste, the texture, everything about this food. And, you know, that's, think about it. That's why we like going out to eat most times because these chefs know how to cook and season their food. Granted, a lot of the times that they're also adding a ton of oils and extra things that we have no idea. Um, but when you learn how to season things and cook things a little bit differently, it makes a big difference. And we have a whole episode, I believe, on like how to um, make your food taste better and not healthy eating is not boring or something it's titled. Yeah, your palate also changes and your, your kid's palate is going to change. As you start eliminating those, those processed foods and that's another thing, dessert every night. Like that's once every other night for Kai now. Like dessert now is fruit. Like we'll do something fun with fruit. Maybe it's fruit with dark chocolate and nuts melted on it. Um, or maybe it's just fruit. Some grapes, and honestly, he doesn't watermelon. know the difference. Like, it, it doesn't make a difference. When you get rid of, when you change your palate and you're set on the whole foods, that stuff actually tastes like dessert. Frozen berries, frozen fruits, whatever, it tastes like dessert. Um, so that's that's what we're diving into with in that regard. So there are options. Mess around with it. Commit to it. Your palate will change. You'll get used to it. Movement. Take a walk once a day after dinner. After lunch, go on as the a weekends, family. go as a family, whenever it is, whenever you want. If you have a special place you guys love to go, a special park, a special hike you like to do, or go find one and make that a part of your routine. Just moving your body, not even talking about exercise, just moving your body, getting those steps in has a massive impact. It's going to burn fat, not a ton of calories, but it's going to oxidize fat more, um, a higher ratio of fat. It's also going to help with insulin resistance, improving that, stabilizing your blood sugars just by walking. By moving your legs down the road, down a trail. And also just your mental health. It'll drastically improve your mental health. Absolutely. Go look at a tree while you're doing this thing. If you're in the city, find a park. Little things like that. Just move your body. Find something you can do with your kids on your off days. Whether you have a day off during the week, on the weekends. We're all in a different schedule. Just find something and get out and move. If your kid is a little bit older, find something more rigorous to add in. Even with Kai. like He was chasing the tractor for... Half an hour the other day, but usually it's sports or the playground or, or whatever. We're running around, we're chasing each other. He's chasing the dogs. If you have an older kid playing sports, going on a more rigorous hike, a longer hike, get the heart rate up, elevate it, going instill for a bike these habits. Ride. Going for a bike ride, going for a swim, you know, make it fun to get their heart rate up, make it fun to exercise and start. If you start that at a young age. They are set for life. We're talking about, you know, preventing these comorbidities and these terrible health issues. You can set them up for a ton of success down the road by making these things fun, making eating healthy, enjoyable, making moving your body fun, making training, exercise, make this a lifestyle. Do it for yourself. Do it for your kids. They're going to be golden. That's the golden foundation for them. We're pretty good on that. I mean, as far as sleep routines, and then do what also- you can do. The other thing I would add with nutrition too, going back, I just thought of this, what they're drinking. They don't need five juice boxes a day. That goes back to checking labels. Um, You know, whether it's if you do milk, water, electrolytes, there are so many different options you can implement now too. And I think a lot of, obviously kids need calories, um, but they also don't need all of that added stuff either. So even just switching from apple juice or their juice boxes or whatever it is to water or electrolytes or something else 
simple switch you can make they probably won't notice too much of a difference and it has a huge impact so we're talking about juice there's probably a handful more than a handful where it's sodas sodas we're so far removed from that that it's it's not not even on my mind it's not your box of minute made it's sodas multiple replace that with water that alone will probably create a caloric deficit if you're for yourself for your kids if you're having more than a single soda you should never i would say fucking cut them in general but Especially, especially if it's multiple sodas. Swapping that for waters. Zevia is also great if they you're going to feel transition. incredible and you're going to lose weight. Yeah, easy swap, easy swap. And then I was just briefly touching on sleep. Set that consistent sleep routine, not just for you know their yes for their circadian rhythm, but it's also huge for their mental health, for their recovery, for their mood. We would often get uh, I wouldn't say made fun of, but we have been very strict about Kai's sleep routine from day one and I think part of that is just us being strict with our own sleep routines and knowing how impactful it is but I mean setting them up with that consistency he is the best sleeper now he is a great sleeper he still naps three hours a day and he's happy so you know I think and that's not to say like you know every kid is different when it comes to sleep but you know, the more you can do to set them up with consistency there and establish a bedtime routine and have your routine with them, the better their sleep is going to be, the happier they're going to be, the less, tra- tra- uh, I was going to say traumatic breakdowns, <laughs> the less tantrums they're going to have. Sleep is everything. Kai's never, like, this sounds like a lie, and I don't even want to put it into the atmosphere for that to ever change. He has never had a tantrum. Not a single tantrum in his entire life has he stopped and screamed and flailed his arms. I feel like we're people are going to be mad at us. Knock on wood. <laughs> has it never happened? Like, we'll see him out in public and parents, eh, kids. I'm like, eh, my kid's never done that. He's cried. He's, yeah. you know, whined a little bit, There's but he's never, tantrum. he's never had a tantrum. Never had a tantrum. So I think we've covered the basics on this. That was a lot to digest. Um, I think it's important to finish this episode with a reminder that this was not to call you out. It was not to make you feel bad. It was not to make you feel like a bad parent or a bad person. If any of these chords, you know, hit deep with you, it's again, to bring awareness to create change. And it might seem like nothing. We're busy. We have all the excuses in the world, but at the end of the day, those are excuses. And these are our kids. If they are in this position now, they are in a whole lot of trouble later. And I know that's not what you want. You love your kids. You're listening to this podcast to create a positive impact in your life. Some of these episodes are going to be more fun than others. This one probably stung a little bit, but it was necessary. We're not going to avoid talking about certain topics because it's hard to listen to. That would be negligent on our part. This is a huge, huge change. Not just our entire country, our entire world needs to make. We are not healthy mentally, physically, emotionally. And there are reasons for that. And we may not be aware of those reasons. So we're going to bring those up. And again, it is your job. It is your responsibility to set your child up for success. That's not just making sure they go to school and do their homework. It's making sure they're eating well. It's making sure they're moving. It is making sure that they are healthy at a healthy weight. You know, obviously there are some terrible, terrible things we have no control over when it comes to their health. Um, This is something we do and it's going to put them in a better position to avoid those terrible, terrible things now and down the road. So we're not scolding you. We love you. We love your kids. 
We want to change the world. And this is how we do that. This is free. We didn't just charge for this shit. We're not selling it anywhere. We're bringing awareness to it so you can create change. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.